baby, you get it. Yeah, yeah, baby, you get it. Come around, see the lights, get addicted. She got a mission in it, she load up ambition. That was Risk It All by Gav St. Quan, and you're listening to Yuppie Noir. All right. We are the Yuppie Noir podcast. If y'all don't know, now you know. Uh, we're back with another episode. Uh, this is Dwight, the merch, Brandon, and it's Kyler. And um, how y'all doing today, man? What's up with y'all? Things are going well. I'm going through a bit of a heat wave, but it's all good. Just trying to stay cool, calm and collected. Shout out to all the people at the beaches on, on the weekends and stuff because not I. That AC was my best friend for a week. Nah, but down the shore, it's cooler than wherever y'all are at. You know what I'm saying? Because you get the little ocean breeze coming off the waves. But How often you get the But when you're laying out, I mean, the waves keep crashing in. Also, you can go in the water and it's refreshing. But, it's nice but, and cold. But that's the issue. So when you outside off like in the beaches, it's like hot as heck, right? And like you're burning up. You jump into the pool or the ocean. Mm-hmm. Now it's cold. It, the water wasn't cold like that. Yeah, it was you, comfortable. In the summertime, it don't water don't nah, be this cold. No water be cold freezing. Like that. That, I'm but, telling you, what you ocean know, are we? Are we? Are we, are we Pacific Ocean? Atlantic Ocean? We said we oh, we Atlantic Ocean. Look, that ocean, that water cold. I mean, I wasn't in it, so I don't know. I, I like I said, I, I say it's it's the AC. Well, I I'm still oh, that beach down in Miami got me spoiled, so I don't even want to touch New Jersey. Yeah, it was nice. But I got introduced to a new beach this weekend that was pretty solid. Long Beach Island. I don't know how you never heard of Long Beach Island. I've never in my life. Where is that in New York City? Much cleaner. I, you know, I was, <laughs> I was like, where that's that's up by um, Long Island? Where they do that? <laughs> but um, no, it was beautiful. You know, comfortable, very nice and clean beaches. Sand was very soft. Water was comfortable. It was solid. So, so I need to know. I, I need to know the story, bro. Sure. Tell me the story. Like, we was in the group chat. Our group chat was blowing up over the weekend. Okay. And you had to tell me where you had like a mission or like it was a situation <laughs> where it was options. Talk oh, to me, bro. No doubt. So I had a I had a two man mission, but then my my co pilot didn't end up showing. So wow. who was that? Who was supposed to be your co pilot? Um, I think one white. How was he? How was he? time. We ain't gonna oh. do this. How am I supposed to be a co-pilot? Nah, because you wanted to air it out, so let's talk about it. How was I supposed to be a co-pilot? Because you said that you were coming down. No, was it? No, No, did it? Never did. I I posted all the messages. I'm not talking about on the. I'm not talking about through on the text thread. You and I had a discussion about going down. I said, if we're gonna go, we might as well go Friday. Correct. So all right. So then that's confirmation that you were gonna go. I said, if we're gonna go, (laughs) we should go Friday. Okay. And then we were making all types of plans to to go down the shore. And you flaked on me. It's cool. You you you're flaky sometimes. No. Flip flopping. It's okay. No. Just own up to it. No. If and also you said you had no plans. No, I didn't. Never yeah. said that before. Never so said then, that. So then why were we playing? This is bad content. No, no, let's go. <laughs> no, no, let's hear it out. Let's hear it out. Okay. So, well, look, you we had plans to go down. We, and then at the we last did second, not have plans. You, you, we did. We just talked about if we wanted to go down. We will go. It's not. It stopped. <laughs> we were like, okay, so we'll leave at such and such time. These these are things that we, obviously there's no proof of it, so you're gonna deny it because we had this conversation verbally. So then there's no reason Trainers. for us to discuss it. That's why I so, think we should restart so, this part. So back to the back to the, the initial thing, then. So okay. again, so you was out there. Sure. You went to Long Beach Island. Hold on. You was telling me you had some missions where you know 
it was some lovely ladies out there, didn't know what to say. What happened? What's up with it? What's up? Uh, just had a great conversation, great time with some people. Um, things didn't go as planned. What was Definitely. the plan? What was your thought process? Talk me through the thought process um, be, out there. To be uh, converse with some nice young ladies um, that are career-minded, driven, focused, things like that. And, you know, again, <laughs> things don't always go as planned. That's all I so got to say. But what was the plan, though? <laughs> to get to get the number? <laughs> plan was get to network. <laughs> so from that point, it was a success, I would say. So did it, and when that's planning, what? It, when that's planning. It's, it's, that's what I said. So, but you said something so, so, I, so I said in that in that aspect it went as planned. So what aspect did it go as planned? I it went as planned because I got to know some nice young ladies. No, but am I missing something? Yeah, you are. He, he did say something didn't go as planned, right? What did it go as planned? <laughs> you tell me. I wasn't there. We try to figure that I, out. I guess we'll never know. <laughs> oh, well, okay. We'll never know. Okay. Well, what was your weekend? What were you doing? Thank you. <laughs> no, I went home on Friday. Father's birthday this weekend. Shout out to him, fifty-eight this year. Mm. So he hung out. He always liked to go to the JC spot around here. If y'all don't know JC Teriyaki, if y'all in the Gilliam area, hit it up. Free good, ad, good food, free publishing, good food. And he always asked me to stop and get that on the way down, so I got him some fish. And then on Saturday we went out to um, went out to Olive Garden for dinner. Um, nothing crazy, but you know we had to surprise him. We ain't surprise him, but you know you had to get the people to come over there say happy birthday to him. Okay, okay, well, happy birthday to, to B Merch Dad. Yeah, solid, you know. solid weekend. Then my fam from North Carolina came up uh, on Sunday. Um, still be in the city on Wednesday with them. Uh, they got us tickets to this play at the Apollo. Um, so that should be fun. It's a new experience. It'll be my first time going there. Word. What's up? What's up? Um, wait, what's y'all playing for uh, 4th of July? We got 4th of July coming up in two days. Man, I'm gonna be in that space now. I might have to go to the college crib, flex in the pool one time. You know I like that one flick you took. <laughs> so you catch me in the pool somewhere, just chilling, um, not you? doing nothing. We just go to barbecue near you. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's all. Where the barbecues at? But yeah, man. But um, this weekend, power. Me and you gonna have to talk about it because we ain't do it for long this man long. college is disrespecting the show. Yeah, like this it show is. ain't good. It is. How's it cheap, bro? Yeah, it just doesn't fit my fancy. But I, I would like to hear you guys maybe reignite some some passion for it. That's yeah. fine. That wow. So Tariq needs to read. But if y'all me. y'all need to watch it um, before y'all before y'all listen to this. Spoilers! Spoilers! Yes. We, we warning y'all. We warned y'all. So if you keep listening, that's on you. Um. But yeah. So I mean. First off, Rip, you know, we got Angela on the, on the top of the building. She's, like, realizing what she did now with the whole situation. A lot, she basically gave Tasha, or she thinks she gave Tasha a way to get to the, uh, wherever, the apartment complex to kill the, the cops. And um, she had to meet up with uh, Tasha to explain to her, yo, I'm, I'm, in, I'm implicated now, you implicated, which was kind of going along with the title of the episode. She implicated everybody. Everyone's implicated. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't... This season, man, I don't know what we're gonna do with Tariq, bro. I'm over him. I it's just I, I don't understand. Like, cause the thing is, at some point in time, cause he come back to the crib and try to tell his dad that he a man, yet he acting like a kid trying to think everybody's innocent. I don't understand oh, that. Man, I, I felt that with Ghost when he was like, when he's like, you a fucking kid. He said you a fucking kid. That's all you is. Yeah. 
And I'm like, bro, and they had to yoke them up a little bit. Sometimes the kids, these kids, see, that's what that's the problem with these teens nowadays. They don't understand. They don't got. They don't got no discipline, no accountability. So how do you, how do you, how do you instill sometimes that? you gotta get because they because they think everything is sweet now. Sometimes so how do you give a kid accountability? So sometimes you gotta yoke them up every once in a while, and then when they, when they start to get a little smart with them, but it's generation. You yoke somebody up, they calling cops. And I call the cops. It ain't gonna be better. It ain't gonna be better than living with me. So, uh, I, I think so my mom, my mom used to tell me when okay. that happened. She's okay. like, she's like, yo, you can call diapers. It ain't gonna be no better than living with me. Uh, why not? Because my mom didn't do that on a regular basis. Again. <laughs> Because you got, because you got the, you got the hint. But these kids, but these kids go to these diaper things, and they don't. And I'm telling you, sometimes I, I agree, it'd be better sometimes in their living situation. But in my situation, if you, if you, if you're not getting beat every day, you getting a roof over your head. Mm-hmm. There's no reason for you to be acting up. He got up. He lives in a penthouse suite. Look, his dad acting up. His dad, his ghost been acting up. But that's that's besides the point. Maybe maybe Tariq's crying out for help, but that's not a way to cry out for help. Is trying to do things on your own without consulting you. I'm your father. You you a what was he like a freshman in high school? Yeah. Probably fourteen. Come on, bro. So, but R.I.P. Reyna. So he yeah. So and then so I don't understand this. How you walk out like he walked out of his own sister's funeral to try to help somebody out, like basically help out the enemy in a, in a sense. Yeah, but he don't got that. Yeah, but but you don't. Then don't be trying to walk around like you like you can kill somebody yeah. like you got it like that. Hey, y'all listening to writers, producers, Tariq gotta go. Please, I don't do it now. Give it like three or four more episodes, but he gotta go. He needs to off. So, so if they were hypothetically, if they were listening to this yep. podcast, yep, now, yep, I went three or four episodes a day to make that happen. Look, he slipped like, on some like, ice. No, <laughs> no, but what I'm saying okay. is, is he was already in place. Yeah, <laughs> done. Finished. It's a wrap. You can always like, edit content. Something comes up. I can go that, back and do that, some recording. That's not, that's not in the sure, sure. So you have sure. to get a whole cast. What's the girl name? Next season. Court, Courtney? Okay, all right. Yeah. So then, so you got it three episodes. Okay, cool. Maybe, oh, maybe, maybe they don't speak what I'm saying into it's already happened. It's going to happen already. Be, but maybe I'm telling you the scripting. Maybe I'm saying like, hey, three or four episodes, maybe let them go. Hopefully, it's already in script. Where well, he's, he's not. He's not going. I don't think he's going to die that early. Sure. I think it'd be towards the latter half sure. of the season. Sure. But, hey, as long as he's gone. What's he's not going to kill Ghost and they got three. They don't. They got three. They got a baby girl. They do. They got three kids. What a baby girl. Who they have three kids. What a baby girl. Look it up. They have three what kids. What baby girl? It's another girl that's there. Where? They have three what have kids. You seen? What episode? What season episode did you see this they girl? Have three kids in total. But where? Where's the third kid? They don't show it as often, but they have. So as you, often. You, so what? So, what, so would you I'm agree they have three kids or no? no? I don't. Where, I'm are, asking. Are, where are you in overseas? I'm asking you. I'm asking you. They have three kids. I'm letting you know that now. But. So show me where they says they have three kids, or tell me what episode that they made an appearance. Because unless this is just the, the baby girl's already there, but where and what season is did in what season? She, what season? Even I do recall them talking about her, bro. Oh, that's the baby girl in every season. I ain't never seen her. That's why I asked. That's why I asked you what episode because I'm t- every I'm, episode. What. That only, okay, anyway. Okay. Just anyway, okay. all right, next. What's the name? The, the next thing I was going to say is, what's the name? Needs to, she was, she had me a little pissed off early on, but I, but I, I, I kind of calmed down a little bit on it with Angela. There we go again. I, I just don't, I just want to, I just want okay. to know where you see it. Cause I, I, again, I didn't recollect it. If you can, if you watched it and you told right. me, you saw okay. it, you tell me. All right, guys. Yo, yo, you're not in this discussion, bro. We're having a discussion. You said you wanted us to discuss it. 
But I'm trying to keep y'all on track, though. Y'all are just bickering back and forth. Never mind. We're not going there. We're not going there. All right. So, anyway, so. So, now I'm interested to hear you guys. So, Angela. So, Angela. So, Angela. Right. Early on, she was, um, she was, uh, debating whether or not she should delete the evidence that they found uh, of Patasha. It was like her thirty eight pistol, I think. Okay. They, they added on to that they um, found at the scene. They were going to use that probably for fingerprints to uh, go into the murder investigation on uh, Ray Ray, the cop. Mm-hmm. So Tasha said, you might as well just take it just take it out altogether so there's no even no track of it whatsoever. It's not giving them the opportunity. So at first, she was in the office. She got into the, she hacked into the system of the evidence. She was about to delete it. She was about to hit confirm, and then she she got scary. I was like, "Yo, all you had to do was just hit confirm, and it would have been over." But at the end of the episode, she came to blame it. Angel's about to catch a body soon, so please, so I can't wait for that to happen as well. Really, you feel she, like she feel like she's gonna be cold blooded? She already dirty cop now, so she gotta go full revenge. Um, but enough of Power. Again, if you haven't watched Power, please catch up. This is the fifth season of Power. It's been going on for five seasons. So, and it's got renewed for the sixth one. Okay. So, it's a good show, Kyler. Sure. Definitely should watch it. Definitely um, like it, but being black, I need to go. What support is this? Um, <laughs> That's crazy. But, See, they be yelling that they don't support people, but they don't support them. I should watch Game of Thrones, though. It's all right. But uh, next, also this weekend that just came out, Scorpion. Shout out to my Scorpio brother. You know, Drake, what up? Even I ain't listen to Drake, it. Don't say Drake with up and you ain't listen to it. But uh, <laughs> I heard you guys listen to the album. Yeah. Scorpion. Yeah. Came out on June 29th. Yeah. Sure. Two-sided track uh, uh, album. Mm-hmm. Two CDs. Yeah. Uh, what's what's y'all initial thoughts on it? Talk to me. So initially, when I first heard the album, I wasn't feeling it too tough because um, I was just giving a tertiary listen. Uh, after listening to it a little bit in the car, a little bit more on the headphones, um, I'm feeling a, a solid 7.5. Um, anytime Drake puts out a project, I always feel like he has to live up not just to his peers, um, but he has to live up to the great that came before him, and he has to live up to his own expectations. So those are some hard um, obstacles to surmount. Um, I think he made put out a good project this time, but it's sort of just superficial. I wouldn't say that there's anything uh, so much deeper that would, you know, give me uh, sort of like a classic vibe to it. Uh, I'm still searching for that classic aside from Take Care uh, in Drake's catalog that we can really cement him as, you know, being one of the greats. He's always always got the hits. He's always going to do the numbers. But um, I feel like we're going to listen to this album uh, for two weeks, and then we're going to not hear from, it won't be heard from again. So that's my initial take. But solid effort, um, but not something I think will stand the test of time. Um, me, you know, um, so I don't know, I'm a big Drake fan. Um, so I'm going, I like to go into every Drake uh, analysis unbiased, um, as much as possible. So, I mean, me initially, when I first heard it, cause I was, you know, I was up trying to bump it like 3 a.m. Just trying to get a little taste of it when it first dropped on Apple Music. Initially, I was not impressed. Um, it kind of took me off. It, it, give, it didn't give me what I expected it to be. Like I wanted, like uh, Kyler was saying, something to be a little bit more groundbreaking and a little bit more um, just off rip just for me to kind of just ho- get hooked on it. Um, and it didn't do that for me. Uh, I think the only song that really kind of hit me maybe was uh, Emotionless. 
and that was it. Um, at, fir- at first, but then the more and more I listened to it, I listened to it um, maybe like three times through this weekend. Um, it definitely grew on me a little bit more, so uh, I can kind of just sit there and maybe uh, this is an album I think more that you got to analyze what he's saying a little bit more instead of just you know listening to good music like what Drake usually puts out. I think is just kind of sometimes nowadays more feel good music. But this album, you kind of had to listen to it a little bit more to get the full effect. Um, so I think it's going to be good. Um, I'd give it like a 7.5, 8, you know, in that range. Um, and uh, I think, it, I mean, I think it's still going to be something that can stand the test of time. He has some tracks on there that are still going to be something, you know, you can play probably a year from now. Drake's song, Drake's music lasts, you know, for, for that, whatever um, the difference is between his album that he just put out and the next project that he puts out at the very least. So I, I don't think it's just going to be something that was going to be temporary where it's just going to be two weeks in or a, a month in and nobody's going to listen to it again because the fact of the matter is Drake is at the top of the charts and he's at the top of the, the rap game right now in my opinion um, just based on his popularity alone. Um, and then also you got to also give a compliment to the fact that, like, it's like kind of like how LeBron got, gets to the finals, got to the finals in the East, right? When LeBron gets to the finals in the East, we always say, yo, like, the comp that he's playing is not up to par, you know, so he doesn't get as much credit. But, like, at this, in the same regard, Drake's kind of doing the same thing where I don't think people have put out a lot of classics recently like that. Or, that's a good comparison. Or a lot of things that people are really able to fall back on, like, years, years and years from when it was first released. But Drake's been, been the only person, in my opinion, that's been able to do that in the, in the most recent years I could think of. It's probably maybe him, Drake, uh, J. Cole, and Kendrick. But that's three rappers. I like that comparison know. because it's a feat in and of itself to get to the finals, right? But comparing him against his own work, mm-hmm. like compare, comparing Bron against his own work, you know, we expect a little bit more. Now, technically, by any... By else's standards, that would be a great season. Right. But by Drake's standards and by LeBron's standards, you know, we expect you to championship or bust. You know what I'm saying? So, right. Um, one of the things I would say is one of the standout tracks on there is In My Feelings. I feel like that's going to be played in the clubs a lot. Yes. Up tempo yes. beat where, you know, the women could uh, dance on a dance floor to it. Blue Pen is another one mm-hmm. that has an upbeat type of vibe. It's got a, um, some vocals on there by Future. Um, and then even some of the slower songs, you know, he's got Jaded, which has some good lyrical content on it mm-hmm. um, that I know a lot of people were already quoting. Uh, towards the end, he's got uh, After Dark, which has a uh, Ty feature Sign. on it by Ty Dollar Sign, which he, he always delivers with his features. Yeah. Um, so there's stuff to sort of jump around on this track. Um, and then as far as like maybe some of the deeper lyrical content, he has a couple songs on there about his son. Mm-hmm. Um, Adonis, I believe is his name. Yeah. Um, the most noted one about his son is March 14th, where he sort of muses. He's basically almost talking to his son right. uh, in that track. Um, he also dropped the name of his son in, I believe, Emotionless, where yes. he talks about his son as right. well. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are a couple of things where, now, when you get into talking about you know him having a child and um, him not being with the mother of his child, I feel like Pusha T kind of beat him to the punch a little bit. Um, in terms of sort of taking the wind out of his sail. So if he was already, I don't know if these songs were already planned before the push to beat, or if, um, you know, this kind of inspired them. But let's say they were planned before Pusha, or before Drake, um, you know, uh, and Pusha got into their beef. You know, I think that they would have hit a lot harder if we had heard these and be like, man, Drake is really opening up about this 
aspect of his personal life. Um, and, you know, people would have been so, like, Twitter would have been going crazy with him, this confirmation oh of him He's having a kid, right? Right, right? So, but, you know, Pusha kind of took the wind out of the sails, like, you are hot in a child, like, and so now it's like, okay, we kind of already knew this, blah, blah, blah. So, that's one thing where I think it even adds to that, you know, to, to Pusha T. Drake beef, where, you know, Pusha really kind of messed up this guy's album rollout, you know, he made him first have the, with the, with the cover of uh, Story of Adidon. Drake, this it was the first time Drake actually really responded to something publicly, and he kind of like put out a press release saying, "Hey, this was me when I was younger. You know, when I was acting, this is the reason I did it." Drake normally never has to explain himself to us; he just goes about his life and, and makes his music. So, I think that sort of um gave some more insight into how uh, how that beef sort of played out. I don't think that. Well, to counteract that, in a sense, I don't think that. Drake had to switch anything up. I think that he he's the type of he's the type of person from what I've gathered over the years where he's gonna just go with what he already has been planned. Because at this point, again, like it's kind of cement where he he it's kinda like a way to kind of like put an exclamation point on where he's at as far as where he's at in the rap game. Like my worst my worst the worst case scenario is that I'm like I think I think he just broke the record for most like like plays on the album within the first day, I think, or two, or something like that. It was, like, Spotify or Apple Music or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, like, his, his, he's looking also at the fact that, logistically, he's still going to be successful regardless of what no somebody else has said. So, course. I don't know if he tw- I don't know if he tweaked anything on it, lyrically. But I don't think that's ever been in question. I think we always knew that Drake was going to do sales and do numbers. Right. But it's sort of that you've been exposed, like, okay, this this man, Pusha T., challenged you in terms of your lyricism and you being a, a pure MC. So like he already know already they when Pusha went into this, he already knows that Drake is gonna do numbers. That's just Drake. Yeah. He's a he's a popular artist. Like right. that's that's not, not gonna change. But I feel like he kinda lost points in terms of his MCing ability and his, his real hip hop fandom ability. He's still gonna get his numbers off regardless, but I feel like people that really love raw, real hip hop who you know, people who write and people who are lyricists, he kinda took an L in that in that regard. But I think Drake has had I mean, I think and I hate to say this like this, because it sounds like he it, it's gonna sound like he's settling, but I think Drake has already accepted the fact that he's that the the music that he's putting out is not that raw hip hop music. It's like he doesn't that's not his that's, that's not his lane. That's I not, would agree that's with not, that. That's not his lane but the and thing I feel is, like he likes to dabble. He likes to play the pop lane and then come back and still say I'm the best rapper out. So you you can't push it was like yo you can't play both sides of the fence either you got people that's writing with you and you got a writing team and you a pop artist or you're gonna be over here with this real hip hop where dudes really be writing their bars. He said I do this for the Coles and Kendrick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like those dudes who are really cemented in this rap game and who are a student of the rap game. Not saying that Drake isn't, but like he's just saying Drake you be trying to dabble that fine line and. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna show you that you know this not for the faint of heart. Well, see, Drake is a hybrid. He's always been a hybrid person, and I feel like that's not because that's not solely based on the lyrics. I think it's based on his his. He has, you have to have a talent to be able to flip to flop or to do that, and, and also be able to be just as good on both sides of the fence. Now, I agree from from a from a real raw hip hop standpoint, you either all or nothing. Like you can't like you never seen the you never seen dudes like Jada Kiss. And Fab and doing all them do that where they flip and flop and go into from pop to like nobody's done right. that. Nobody's been doing that traditionally. Right. So so the thing is, that's what I'm trying to say. I think he's okay with the fact that he's been doing that. But I agree with what you're saying that he Pusha did challenge him from that perspective. And but I don't know. 
great key also what was the second point that you brought up you brought up something else too that i wanted to comment on um in your original comment you said um you said the fact that it was his son that he kind of lost the i guess the surprise effect on sure right and then it was um i forget what else you said well we'll move on but overall i think it was i think it was Pretty good, pretty good word. It's not again, not going to be anything that's going to eclipse what he's already put out. Uh, um, other, you know, of course, take take care of my opinion, being like the top of his game, but it's still again going to be something where he can say, "I got, I got a catalog." Yeah, no, where absolutely, where twenty his, his catalog of hits is right. going to be crazy. Like twenty, but well, I think I think songs. he just met expectations, but he didn't exceed. Right, that's that's mm-hmm. what I think. Okay, that's and that's fair. I think I think that's because it's the same thing for me as well. I don't think any song on here is going to pop out to me and say this is going to be song I'm going to be listening to 20 years from now exactly. or 10 years from now. So, I mean, so heard a lot from y'all. Um, hopefully by within the next month, a week, or maybe a couple of weeks, I get a chance to listen to where all the hype guys got and all the fake quotables. Not fake, but quotables they and stuff quotables they got. No, no quotables are mediocre like that. Bro, I wasn't hiding my kid from the world. I was hiding the world from my kid. Like, Oh, he, he was copping a plea with that. Oh. He, was, he was copping a major plea. Yeah. It sounded like it was like he was kind of answering to social media and stuff right. like that. I'm light skinned, mm-hmm. but I'm still a dark. Come on, boy. Those are the ones that you heard. You got to listen to the other song. You ain't listened to the whole thing yet. Those, I, you those got, are the ones that, that the people are one posting. That you, those are the ones that you've seen. Those he are got, the ones they posted. He got more. I, I got quotables. I ain't even posted. But there's a couple ones on, you know, about relationships. The, the jaded one that was that's what I'm saying. The jaded one was you gotta listen to it, bro. You gotta listen to it. All right, well, I'm like, I'm it's, gonna... it's about some real, some real deep down well, stuff. What the one about saying? the girls that just want to post pictures? And... Nah, not even that. Oh, okay, but that's true. That, that, was, was, that, was, that, was, real that was real. That's real. Uh, I could have told you that. Then why didn't you put it on song? Because I'm not a song. All right, then. All right, then. But no, but no, here's the, but the thing is, though, you gotta you have potential. I could have nurtured it, you could have waited. I wasn't rushing. What are you talking about, man? Oh, he can talk about be talking about any type number of ladies. You always want to nurture some chick. You always want to come on, man. Isn't that what we're supposed to Bro, do? Let's protect and provide. That's not nurture. That oh, that that, that, that is, is nurturing. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. What do, what else you got? Yeah, um, I was okay too with the scorpion. Talked about power. Um, and then y'all want to cut the talk too before we kind of cut. Good. I, I think, think we should go into a break. Yeah, let's go into a break. Maybe get some more. I need to get re-up on this wine real quick. Yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> I will be right back in a second. I said, Ostrzewski meets Joe Pesci. Tired of staring at a glass half empty. Turning me from Dr. Sebi to cock and semi. It got me clutching my machete from the Serengeti already. Wild styles and fat five Freddy. I'm a stranger in Moscow. Don't ask how deadly it's the Uma. Patrice Lamumba, Kwame Nkrumah to the Tripoli Shore from the halls of Moscow. And we're back. This is the Yuppie Noir podcast. We got Dwight, Kyla, D Merch here. So, I mean, right now we still kind of in shock, you know. If y'all watching or if y'all tuning into NBA right now, Boogie just signed to the Golden State Warriors for five million dollars, bro. I don't, I don't get this shit no more. I don't, I don't understand it. So I don't know who's to blame for this, but people that have don't have one, they just rent chasing because at the end of the day, they just want to say that they were a world champion at least once. Um, so Boogie's trying to he's better the one year deal. He's trying to get his ring. 
in this one year, and then he's gonna be out and then try and sign for a super max somewhere else. So that's that that's the only way that it makes sense in my opinion. Um, because people, if you don't have one, like they look at the Charles Barkley's who Shaq get clowns on him every time they get into a discussion. You say, "Oh, did you win one?" Well, well, now it's worthless. But now, now we give him ranks to everybody now, right. man. It's it's crazy. Everybody want to sign a, a, at least for one year with Golden State, get their one ring, and then be out. So I mean, I don't know, man. I just don't. I don't think that's going to equate you to being a great player. But I, you know, whatever it is, what it is now. They literally have a so their whole starting lineup now is going to be they both they all won the Olympics together, and they all all stars. I don't think that's ever happened in NBA history before. Yo, I'm sick of the NBA. I mean, I mean, I'm gonna still watch it. It's not like I'm. <laughs> Oh, did the yo the Warriors just got better? Yeah, they just replaced Javale McGee with Boogie with Boogie Cousins for the same bread. Right, it's basically. Yo, I don't get this no more, man. Oh. I really don't get this. Uh, but well, we on the we got we gotta go back. We'll let's, we'll uh, recap on that topic a little later on. But so we last week, uh, our last episode, if y'all listened to it, uh, we talked about. Uh, should you have a relationship with somebody that you uh, work with? And uh, we had basically two polls that we did. Shout out to y'all that voted uh, on the Yuppie Noir podcast page on Twitter and then also uh, on our members' pages on, on Twitter and IG. Uh, so we're going to recap the votes for y'all uh, for a minute. Uh, what, what you have on your yeah, so I put it up on my IG. I got a good amount of response. I got about like 30-something people, you know, voted. And... Um, they all said, uh, well, majority of it was like 70-something percent that said uh, having a work a, re- a relationship inside the workplace um, is inappropriate. Uh, they would recommend that you don't do it. Uh, some of the comments I was getting in my in my messages were saying, like, it just makes it tricky if things doesn't work out. Um, they were just saying it's better just to keep it off a professional basis and friends. Um, there's too many women in the world where, you know, you have to settle for somebody at your job. Um, they was given advice that maybe you should st- remain friends with them. And maybe if you move on to another job, you could pursue it in a relationship basis. But if you're working in, in the same office and in, in the same capacity as that person, uh, they were saying it is inappropriate to, to be in a relationship with that person. I like that little caveat about sort of developing a friendship type of relationship because I think any good relationship, uh, romantic or otherwise, is uh, sort of built on the foundation of friendship. So then after, if you always, you know, if you had feelings for that person and then you move on to another role or to another firm or something like that, then you maybe shoot your shot because now things are in the clear and then while you guys were working together, you already sort of, sort of built that friendly type of dynamic. So I like that answer a lot. Uh, same thing, sort of on the pod on the podcast page as well. Um, we had uh, about twenty votes on there uh, for y'all that did that or saw it. Um, the options that I had was yes, no, and I added a third one as it depends. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the majority, fifty uh, percent of the votes said uh, no, and then thirty-nine um, percent actually said it depends. So um, what that says to me is that, and the other eleven percent, sorry, eleven eleven percent said yes, it would, or it's or that it's okay. Um, what what I what I added when I what I wanted to do with the the, uh, the it depends aspect is to see if people had um, 
maybe like if ands or buts to the situation where it wasn't just a straight no or yes. Um, I think I mean of course the you know fifty percent said no definitely not, but just to see that you know the second option there uh, almost forty percent was um, it depends. Uh, I think that says that sometimes you mean people can give a little bit of leeway to that to that situation, um, you know, and they can maybe match up whatever uh, feeling or maybe emotion they have to that particular individual, possibly. But I think it was a good way to add maybe a little bit more element to give people another way to uh, approach it. No doubt, and, and being that you know, like you said, most people spend so much of their time in the office or at work. That's an ideal place to meet new people um, and sort of expand and build relationships. So I I agree with it from that uh, standpoint about sort of fostering relationships with that. Um, But then, you know, taking it to that romantic level, it gives me a little bit of trepidation. But if you're able to handle it in a mature way, then why not? Mm -hmm. Agreed. Agreed. So uh, with that being said, we're going to transition to our topic this week. Um, So uh, I personally, uh, this is Demore speaking, I had a friend. Uh, I went to high school with, um, there was a tweet that was put up by the WNBA page on Twitter. For those of y'all got Twitter, uh, you can go see it. Uh, so my, my friend uh, name um, on Twitter, if you want to go check it out and see for yourself, um, his name is, uh, his name is Slick on there, but uh, his uh, hashtag is uh, at get underscore off underscore my underscore Nick. Um, he responded to a tweet. Uh, from the WNBA this weekend that I thought was pretty interesting and that he got a couple of, you know, good laughs out of it, but then also got a good, a good amount of uh, criticism. Uh, the WNBA uh, said they put up a picture with a bunch of NBA, WNBA players, and they said if you were given a budget of $15, you know, how would you put your team together? There were certain players that were worth $5, certain players worth 4 so on and so forth. And instead of trying to pick a team – uh, one of uh, my friend, he actually said, "Just give me the fifteen dollars instead." So again, some people kind of laughed at it and just kind of laughed it off as, "Okay, it's a joke." You know, maybe we don't, you know, for the fact that we don't necessarily watch the NBA as uh, WNBA as much as the NBA. Uh, but then a lot of people, from what I saw as well, took offense to it. Um, Skylar Diggins blocked him <laughs> on the on his page as well. So I mean, so with that being said, like I think. Um, in, in today's society, too, like, um, with everything from a gender standpoint kind of being on the verge of everybody wanting to kind of combine the two, make them things synonymous, you know, instead of making a gender thing, make it a sport thing, especially in that, especially in basketball. Do y'all think that women's sports get as much appreciation as they should? Or do we kind of just throw them aside when it comes to a lot of discussion, regardless of sports in general? So I think it goes to what the type of entertainment value is, right? So, for instance, there's, you know, the NBA and then the WNBA, but the NBA is a markedly better product in terms of entertainment value than the WNBA. So, therefore, watching WNBA games or watching WNBA players, you might not necessarily watch those games because why would I watch that when I could watch the NBA, right? Mm-hmm. Now, there are certain women uh, or, or sports that women play that um, I wouldn't mind watching. For instance, Serena Williams. Mm-hmm. You know, tennis, I think, is very fascinating in, in terms of watching the women's game. And the reason that is is because um, just 
off of, you know, just from a, a physical standpoint, the the serve in the men's game, there are shorter rallies because this, their serve is so much stronger that um, it's typically either not returned, either it's an ace or it's, it, the rallies don't go as long. Whereas in the women's game, the serves are a little bit less strong, therefore you get longer rallies and therefore more entertaining product, right? So ultimately, I think it just goes back to is the product entertaining? In the in the you know case of women's tennis, it is an entertaining product to watch. Therefore, I, I watch women's tennis. Also, if you talk talk about um, you know soccer in terms of the United States and their performance, our women's team has been outperforming our men's team you know for decades. You know, and, and soccer has grown in the United States in uh, for the young girls and women because of that. So. Uh, you know, I think people do watch women's soccer because our U.S. team, when they're in the World Cup, they either win it or if they're in the Olympics, they, they're, you know, competitive. So I think it really just goes to entertainment value of it. When I first read the tweet, I got a, I got a chuckle out of it. I just thought it was funny. I thought it was a, a little jokey joke, you know. <laughs> um, I didn't think anything of it in terms of being chauvinistic or anything like that, even though the, the conceit of it is a bit chauvinistic. But it is um, a little bit funny. And I think people should take it as a joke and not um, so seriously in that aspect. Yeah, a couple of responses. Like, I'm, a, you know, I'm not going to say who responded because I don't really know these people like that. But, um, you know, somebody said for some of y'all that love the game, it's sad when you can't appreciate that women play it and are good at it. Um, somebody else said for people who say that the WNBA is boring, that's what real basketball looks like. Actually plays – they actually play – and they don't rely as much on their athleticism. That's a good point. As much as but athleticism know, is a part of the game, right? So I don't, you can't take, you can't separate, you know, that from you can't separate athleticism from the game of basketball. They're synonymous, right? But it's, right. And I was like, so because I saw some some people, you know, when it was the top, you know, people were trying to, you know, trying to threaten to fight him and stuff yeah. like, you know, it, it was it was dumb stuff like that. But like, I think that you know, again, you got to give credit where credit is due. And, I mean, you know, I always look at just from the general population response, you know, right? And, I mean, obviously, you know, the NBA is going to always surmount the WNBA because because of that reason. I feel like a lot, I feel like there's a lot more athleticism and people want to see those high-flying dunks, you know, the threes that are made from, like, you know, long distance and, you know, the, the uh, handles. Not saying that, that, you know, women's basketball doesn't have the, the, the last two I just stated, but um, – those all in combination are the things that we look for. Um, you know, I think I've read something before that WNBA players, um, only the top tier players get paid six figures. You know, it's not something that, you know, is even, is even something that's, you know, paying the woman for, you know, if these people, if, you know, these fans that, you know, love watching the WNBA are even stating, they're not getting paid what they're really due, in my opinion, if that's the case. You know, but my opinion, you need to be. I, I would be appreciative to watch anybody who's sacrificing their body, you know, to for the love of the game, you know, love the sport and willing to compete. Um, me personally, if you had that, if you asked me to watch an NBA game or a WNBA game, I'm I'm saying NBA all the way. Sorry, can't can't co-sign to watching the WNBA game in my opinion over an NBA game. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't compare the two. Yeah. Um, I like the WNBA for the fundamentals. Right. Um, for the you see a lot of stuff that NBA players, you know, tend to go away from when it comes to like ball fake, movement, swinging it opposite side, and pump fakes and shooting. 
uh, rounded jump shots and not fading away and all that aspect to it. Uh, I I would say WNBA is great for that. Um, but like you said, NBA is entertainment, right? Right. Like artists and a lot of stuff is entertainment at the end of the day. What sells? Right. Um, so when that comes to that, you shouldn't compare the two with NBA, but I, I, I can see how it's kind of hard for the WNBA to really flourish. Right. I, I, I couldn't really tell you right now their, their season. I know it's like it starts in the summertime. Right. It's, it's going on right now. It's right. Going. But then I don't know, I don't know like, like usually like the, the, the WNBA finals are happening like while I'm in school back in the day. I was like, I didn't, it was kind of hard. I watch a game or two. Um, they do have some top tier players where I, I have no problem watching but the thing is, I don't think they have enough star power when it comes to players, right? Right, right. So you have Adonis, Tarazis, the Deladons, uh, Scholar Diggins, and Brittany Grinders. But then other than that, it's like, who else do we have that we're going to really watch? You right. know? And if you space them all out to different teams, it's like, eh. Like, I like Lisa Leslie and um, they have the, the girl from uh, Stanford. Yeah. The one of the sisters. Yes. Which is cool. I love watching them play. I, I actually uh, follow her. She does a lot of things for ESPN right. outside Boomer of playing. Can, think, Boomer, yeah, yep, it is. It is. She she does a lot of stuff with uh, broadcasting. Chenning, yeah, she's a twin. She has a twin. Yeah, yeah. They, they're um, good. They're, they're good. good, and they and they they're doing things off the court. That's that's what I like. I love too. watching when they just you know, sparks from. And, and they um, the, my thing is though, they just you know with with sports in general, you know, and even just across the board, I think everybody has their part that they play. You know, what I'm saying they have things that are they are talented at. You know, um, that they can say that they hold over maybe other people, other leagues. Do you think that the WNBA could do something to like switch up? You know, or grab more fans. I think as much as you would try to do that, the and I hate to say it like this, but our society is so, I think, focused on the 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 easy the easy stereotype, which is the fact that they're women and, and it's, it's compared against men. Like people, too many too many times, I think you got a lot of people that compare the two. That's that creates these type of situations where it's a rift. Like so, that. so I'm gonna call it out. Women don't support enough women in that capacity. Because okay. one one thing in that standpoint, women a lot of women. I'm not gonna say a lot of. There's a, a couple women that don't hoopers, really watch basketballs to begin with. If y'all hoopers, sports. y'all hoopers, you know y'all women, female hoopers, please please. If y'all watching this, listen to us, give y'all opinion. You know on that definitely. I, I think I think if you play ball, you yeah. know, like women can appreciate yeah. guys and, and male sports. Yes. Right. But it's the women that don't watch sports. Right. They will watch a basketball NBA game mm-hmm. with with friends, their boyfriend, husband, you know, in that group setting. Mm-hmm. But if a uh, if a guy's not watching WNBA, it's not like just women that's gonna be like, hey, I'm about to just watch. Right. Unless you probably played the sport maybe right. or something. Right. right. Like example. So right. So with that being said, it's like if more women could take the lead on maybe you know supporting WNBA basketball, I have no issue like. It's like if I'm chilling with a lady friend and she's like, "Let's watch Grey's Anatomy." Yeah, I'm gonna watch it. I don't like that show. Yeah, I'm with a friend. I'm gonna watch it. So it's like if she still want a WNBA game, I'm gonna watch it. So I think women don't watch WNBA. So that's the issue. So y'all not supporting y'all. So don't be crying wolf if y'all not even watching it yourself. Facts. Facts. And it's hard to really say because I I was reading these tweets and responses. I mean, it was of course there was women in there that was saying their opinion. And I was questioning that same thing. I'm like, so y'all saying this, but do y'all really watch WNBA? Right. Some <laughs> women watch the NBA to, to bat themselves a ball for them. Uh, I mean, I, say, I can't, I can't co-sign. I don't I'll know. I don't know that for sport, yeah, but man, they be going to the game trying to get traded. If your girl, <laughs> look, if your girl goes to a, a, a NBA, NBA game and she front row, man, and she front row, you lost her. <laughs> you lost her. 
Matter of fact, side note, I'm gonna give y'all some tips. Okay. Okay. I uh, love doctors. Uh, uh, that's we gotta bring a segment like the love doctor segment. But, but I'm gonna give you some rules and some tips. Look, if your girl goes on spring break to to the NBA All Star Week without you, she cheated. Wrap it up. Hey. Look, I, I get it. You're supposed to support your lady. Nothing wrong with that. Let her go on break with her, her <laughs> woman friend. I get it. Not but, during All-Star but break. Please, but please be advised. And, and what was the All-Star? In LA this year? I think it was. No, last year it was in... Uh, Who was he that? I think it was no, in LA. Yeah, it was. It was. Come on. But there's no reason she should be out there. Yeah. <laughs> no reason. She could go to North Carolina then at that time. I'm saying my thing, my thing cool. is... Oh, if she's going to Miami for spring break, I'm out. Well, so, th- so well, is it just Miami or is it any other beach? It's well, <laughs> well, no comments. Wrap it up. Shout <laughs> to my boy Bam and Derek Williams Jr. Miami about to get this nah. But nah, all jokes aside, though, I mean, you know, please, we're going to put up probably another vote just to get y'all, just to gauge some of y'all thoughts. You know, um, again, this is not even just applying, I think, to WNBA. I think this is something that we could really try to expand to different a- avenues, you know. Um, you know, I can't. I think we've met some people that are women athletes as well in college. And I remember, like me personally, I remember when I was working for the marketing department at Ryder. Uh, one thing that the uh, women's basketball players came to me and said was like, it was me and my, myself and uh, Dante, the person I worked with. They were like, "Hey, can y'all amp up our, you know, intro video a little more?" And I was like, you know, and you really kind of start t- sitting down and thinking about it. Because they did make the accusation that, you know, we're not getting the same content, per se, as, like, the male basketball videos. Mm-hmm. I, I, re- I recall that. And it was it's kind of made me, like, sit back and look in the mirror. I'm like, am I doing this? Something? And am I doing this because of the fact that they're, you know, a women's basketball team? Or am I just, like, is it just going based off of what I have available to me to really get, you know, get people excited to go to the, you know, at the time, right, a women's basketball game? Shout out, shout out, Jules. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I think you know we're gonna put something out so y'all can share y'all thoughts. Um, we gonna go into a quick break. Yeah. Chip to fall was LeBron James signing a four-year deal with I believe three-year last year's option yeah. uh, with the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, what do you guys feel about this uh, development? I, I think it was a okay decision for him. I think personally he should have stayed out east. But my thing is, if you're gonna go out west, why not go to the to the stars? You know where the stars at? You know uh, Los Angeles has been a historical great. Uh, franchise, Kobe said it. He was like, in one of his interviews, he said, "Yo, don't come here if you if you ain't prepared to be a star, if you ain't prepared to to be accountable for winning, because that's what this franchise represents." So, 
Uh, I think I think it was a good move for him because he's now he has he already had pressure on him being the you know the, uh, best player in the NBA, but now it's it's added pressure one because you're representing the, such a great organization like that, and two, um, you got to get them back to the promised land and back on the map. Three, you playing in argue you you got to play the hardest conference, like you know East is nowhere near as good as the West in my opinion as far as playoff time goes when you're trying to get to the finals. So it's going to be a good test for him to see where he's really at because now he's going to see these teams early. Is he going to get bounced first round now? Is he going to get bounced second round? You know what I'm saying? We're going to have to get probably used to the fact that LeBron's not going to be in the playoffs for that long, in my opinion, um, depending on who else they sign. But um, it's a good move to challenge him, uh, in my opinion. I would agree. I would say that this was the best of his options, I think, really. Um, one of the options was best to, to do go. what? To do what? Um, the best for all around for his legacy. So, for instance, if he goes to the Philadelphia 76ers, the floor geometry doesn't work out with them, right? Ben Simmons and LeBron James occupy the same spot on the floor. So, I don't think that would have been a good fit stylistic-wise in terms of playing basketball. Um, it would have been an easier conference. But then, you know, one with the Lakers, I think he could build something. He could bring that uh, storied franchise back to prominence. It's another challenge that he hasn't had. He's never had to play in the West. So that he can cross that off in terms of people saying, oh, he plays in a weak Eastern Conference. Two, he has a young son, uh, Bronny Jr., who is, I believe he's 13 now. He'll be going into high school. He's also a very talented, you know, highly, you know, up-and-coming prospect. So he'll be able to sort of play at Sierra Canyon with some of the best competition. He'll play uh, with you know, competition on his team as well as playing against them in the nationally ranked schedule. So I think that fits for his watching his son and being able to be close to him uh, while he's playing on a, a, a national uh, sort of ranked uh, high school team. Also, his business endeavors. Um, there's still talks of Space Jam 2 being in the works. He has a lot of business ventures outside in, in uh, Hollywood, California that he's interested in. He's got a movie coming out, uh, Little Bigfoot or Little Foot, I think it's called. It's an animated movie, and he's actually voicing one of the characters. So really? he's already, you know, he's already been in train wreck. He's also doing voiceover work in California. It only makes sense that he moves his endeavors out to Los Angeles. Did that after retirement? Did it after retirement? Why wait if he, there's money on the table already? So is he going to be a ball player, or is he going to be working on his best of both worlds? Is what he's saying. Exactly. Yeah, it's close. No, I respect it. I, I think it's going to be an interesting year. I think the narrative is changing. Um, it's I, I'm a little upset. You know, I had my high hopes on him coming to Miami. There's a little chance. No, it was never going to happen the first time. What happened? The first time it happened. The first time it happened. Wayne Wade was in his prime. This time it was Wayne Wade. White side's in his prime. Nobody want to play with White side doesn't even play. That's what I'm saying. How are you going to play last year? In the playoffs. That's fine. That's fine. So in that case, he could have played with the Sixers. There's a lot of acting in Philadelphia. You feel me? Sylvester for Salone, you know, Apollo. They did it. So you made one movie franchise. The Rocky Balboa movies. The Rocky movies. That's one movie franchise. Six six of them. But they didn't. I'm saying. It's one movie franchise. Was the movie. And where did they record it at? That's what I'm saying. It was based on. So what? So if that's the case, it's tough to go to New York then. If he wanted to do. I'm with you. But he wanted to go to New York. He's not, he's not going to New York. Him and Kai Kai? Kai Kai. Kyrie. Um, yeah, it would have been New York somehow, some way. Would have made it, got it done. 
again, college. You mentioned before, like you know, it's be- it's good when one of your your cornerstone franchises is thriving. Absolutely, that could have been New York, New York, and, and L.A. is the best of both worlds. That, that so New York is made. It's kind of a cornerstone franchise. They've only won two championships in back to back, so it's not like really a franchise. It's a big that, that's a bit. There's Los Angeles and there's Boston. That's Those it, are the cornerstone the, franchises. But you can no down. You can down. Well, Boston's not a big but a lot of their ranks came in. As far as the NBA, a lot of their ranks came before the merger. Nope. A lot of their ranks came before the the ABA merger. Either way, they have okay. the most, they have the most NBA I championships. I, I, what, I, about, what about I the eighties? What about the eighties? What about the eighties? They won three. That's what I'm saying. That's it. And, in the eighties, and, and, okay. and the Knicks won two. And then they won. And then so won another one. You tell me what's more, three or two? Okay. And then they so won one. So KG. With KG Paul. So that's that's a more right, and that's a more story franchise yeah. than the Knicks. No, but you can't you can't so, debate that. So Boston is a better cornerstone franchise than New York. Yes, it is. No, it has a big. New York has that's, a bigger market. Right. That's it. Right. It has a no, bigger media market. Sure, but it's not but, but as far as basketball, no, we're talking about for basketball. Right. We're talking about the 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 historic. So the, right now, if, if the Celtics right. was the best team in basketball versus New York, that's okay. That's better for basketball. Yes, no. that's what it was happening in the eighties. What do you think happened look, in the eighties? Look, look, that's where basketball look. peaked when Melo. That's was, when basketball's when, popularity started peaking, Dwight. When Melo came to the Knicks, the New York Knicks wasn't the pop, most popular team to talk about. No, when him and Mari joined the teams, it was starting to talk about because the Mari, Amari was in his prime. So, so imagine if LeBron. So imagine LeBron goes to to New York versus Boston, right? If he goes to New York. You definitely gonna talk about it a lot more. It's a lot more oh, fashion they, capital they, of the they, world. It's a lot it's more a, it's of a other big, ventures. It's a big media market, yeah, sure. And a lot but, of but it's ventures. it's not a bigger corn. We're talking about so, basketball. Right. We're talking yeah, about so for basketball so, purposes. Obviously, Boston is a better basketball. Okay, that's what, that's we're what we're talking so, about. But, but the thing is, but, but him going to New York would be cool, right? But he could great. get both. But he could get both of those things. He gets a cornerstone franchise and he gets the media market of and LA. He gets a better team in, in Los Angeles. So you're, telling, a better team. so you're yeah. telling me there's only two cornerstone franchises? No, there's multiple. Like I, I would throw New York in there, but New York's okay. third, though. Cool. It, just, it's, okay. it is one, but it's third, though. What about San Antonio? They won a lot of championships, yeah. but that is so a team. Still, exactly. Correct. So, so it has to have a combination it's of a being a bigger market as well Correct. as winning chips. Correct. Cool. All right. What, what's next? So, do we so, so talk about Boogie now? No, well, no, we're going to talk, we talk about, um, so who do you think goes with LeBron now? Who do you, who do you think goes? I think Kawhi. I don't think they make... So I think I hope the Lakers are patient and don't try and push all their chips to the front of the table now in terms of maybe losing a Brandon Ingram or losing Alonzo Ball in order to trade for Kawhi Leonard because then it'll just be LeBron and Kawhi and then uh, you know basically uh, some scrubs, which is sort of a similar situation he was in with the Cavaliers. Right. So if they can just wait one year, I feel like this year will be some growing pains. You know, he'll have a, a Brandon Ingram who's come. And all these guys are mad young. They are. You know, Ingram is 20 years old. Lonzo's, Lonzo's 19, 19, 19 or 20. 20. Yeah, one I of think those he two, might yeah. be 20. Yeah. And then you've got um, Kuzma, who is he 23 or I think 22? he is. He's 20. He's older. Either way, these guys are young, man. So they have a lot of time to develop. Um, So I think that'll be uh, to their. Uh, and to be honest with you, that could be the way that you can use them as trade bait. Absolutely. That would be to their advantage. And then, so if they could just wait this year and then in 2019, when Kawhi becomes available, he just comes over to the Lakers. Um, You know, Paul George is out of the question now. And now Boogie's out of the question, but they got to get some other free agents as well, though. Nah, that's, yeah, they need they need to do something. I mean, like, I already knew, I already told you if Kawhi was out of the question because the Spurs are not putting him in another Western Conference situation. So, so with that being said, difficult for them. So the Lakers, they they're done signing. Who else can they really bring on at this point? Role right players, now? role players. So with role players, what do you, what do you got? The L.A. finishing. 
with role plays in LeBron. Maybe maybe fifth. It might be a fifth seed. Maybe fifth. I think so it'll go Golden State, it'll go Houston. Would you argue that this team is better than Cleveland? Of course. They got better they got better young they got a better potential. They have better, absolutely. Potential. But what about like like Kevin Love? Do they have a Kevin Love on his Kevin team? Love was not doing anything last year. No, no, hold on. Don't not. think about the playoffs. Regular season. Regular season, what was he doing? He was okay before he got that. He was okay. I'm not so a lot there's a lot He's of better old, than Kyle Kuzma. There's a lot of okay players on I'm this team. I'm taking him over Kyle Kuzma any day of the week. Sure. You're not gonna tell me you take not taking over Kyle Kuzma. If you want to say that, sure. I'm talking about these past two seasons. So then, who else? Who else they have? I mean, they, they had a Grant Browder. Ingram is a, is a good young talent. They need to resign. They, they need to resign another center. So they probably going to resign Brook Lopez. Maybe I don't know because Brook Lopez is asking for a lot of bread. They got Javale McGee. Javale McGee or Tristan Thompson. You know what? Been a good move. I think when Tristan Thompson isn't playing games for me and getting DMPs, that's, I, a, that's the coach's fault. He averaged five I, points a game. Because he, he played rebounds. He played fifty six games. But, he, but how many how many minutes in those fifty six games? I don't know exactly. So don't be throwing numbers out. What up in the minutes? Then don't get them, either way. Then don't get involved in international incidents. International <laughs> Why is it international? Well, the Kardashians are a global franchise, so anything that happens with them is it's technically international. Being heard around the world. Exactly. But but so now I think who I think would have been good for the Lakers and he signed too early is the is uh, DeAndre Jordan. I think, yeah, I think that would have been. I good think that would have been a good fit for him. Well, technically, he only has a verbal commit, so he could do the same thing he did. He can back, back out <laughs> and still come to LA. It's possible, and but he probably going to sign. Money. They're paying about they pay twenty four mil for one year. Twenty four mil. That's one year. So he can come next year. Yeah, I can see that. I can see so that. then, if you get Kawhi and DeAndre, you know, in twenty nineteen, that, that, that might be a nice. Sure. But the, you know, and then you can you can still them. keep and if you can still keep Kuzma and Lonzo and all yeah, that, that'd be fine. That'd be that'd be a tough team because now you got. But depth. eventually you got to pay those guys. Oh, you can, yeah, no, you're gonna you're gonna get rid of those one year players you sign right now. Like somebody between Lance, KCP, sure. and Rondo, they sure. don't have to go. Sure. Where my boy Isaiah Thomas going? He's about to be. I don't know, bro. He can go somewhere. I don't know. Pelicans. 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 They just got rid of Rondo. Sure. Can't show China. Wow. You got that hit. This he, man was the leading scorer at the NBA sure. two years ago. That's fine. He shouldn't have played through that injury. Well, you see what it did to him? At, the end, of, at the end of the day, you got to be loyal to yourself and your family. Those are the only loyalties you got. Hey, These franchises, they're not going to do you. Um, it's a business. Game. It's a business at the end of the and day. So, and that brings me to a point. I, I was listening to a podcast. Um, uh, I think it's the NBA Ringer podcast. Okay. Um, but Chris Ryan on there, he was saying, you know, I think. We've sort of entered an era, and I think LeBron has ushered this in, where uh, we're post-team, you know? Normally, you think about players in terms of the franchise they played for. You think of, uh, you know, Bill Russell as a Celtic. You think of um, Larry Bird as a Celtic. You think of Kobe Bryant as a Laker. You think of, um, even though Shaq, you know, moves around a little bit, you still think of him as a, as a Laker. There's certain guys that you associate with Magic. teams. Yeah. You think of Tim Duncan as a Spur. You know, they, they, these guys played their whole career with, one team. Right. I think LeBron is really ushering in this new age of players being their own brands and their own entities. And I feel like that just allows for more player agency mm-hmm. and them really just being able to take uh, advantage of the NBA platform and really bend it to their will as opposed to the franchises having all of the power. They were saying that, uh, I remember I was watching the, the free agent fever on NBA TV this weekend, and they were going into deep discussion about how the players now control more of that uh, perspective as well. Um, where they can kind of control more of their own destiny, and they get they they're like, look, I'm rendering my services to you, 
the end of the day. Right. I don't have to do this. I can go at the end of the day, like I mean, even though it sounds crazy, you can go overseas and get and get some money depending on who you are, and be okay. I mean, you sure you probably may be away from your family, but at the end of the day, they still gonna get fed off this checks. No doubt. You know, so uh, that's a good point to bring up. Um, but you know, so now we are gonna have to go into it. Boogie now is with the Warriors, of course. Sold his soul for five million dollars. I mean, <laughs> is there is there a league anymore? At this point, all I know is the East is non-existent. It's going to be two teams that I'm caring about in the East. Is the so Celtics, Celtics and Sixers. Yeah. And Miami, of course, are three. Okay. Um, this will be a great time for the Raptors or the Wizards to step up, though, and try to make a name for themselves. But I feel like there's a lot of teams that's going for it now, bro. It's like it's going. It's easy. It's it's like it's easy pickings now for people to try to step up and make their mark. Blake, if you want to come. Talk to us. We got a spot for you in Miami. <laughs> What's his contract looking like? Got a four-year deal left. Well, we'll trade. We'll trade. We'll trade. We'll trade. Shouting out names right now. Y'all sound desperate. <laughs> Sixers have one good year. They nice. You know? <laughs> we got a couple more coming. <laughs> if it don't come with rings, I don't think I don't Bro, really care. Tell me if they just sound weird or not to y'all. Deion Wade is all star. That, does that sound does, does that sound right to you? Did it sound right when Victor Oladipo is nope. gonna be an all star? But what happened? But Victor improved his game though. So did Dion. Dion uh, Look at his numbers. Look at his numbers. Can, can you see Dion putting up the same numbers yes. as, as Victor? Oh, yes, hundred percent. On that team. So then, do you know what what was uh, Oladipo putting? So let's look at. It. I don't know. He definitely put up twenty plus. So let's, no. look at it. Let's, let's pull it up. No, he was putting up twenty. With, with, with ease. He's putting up twenty plus. Because we saw that most improved um, thing on the NBA award. I got you. I got you right now. Yeah, you know, I can't see him averaging that for a whole season. I can't. I can't see it. So Victor, this past season, right? Let me show you. Let me go down the list. He was averaging twenty three points, five rebounds, four assists. Woo! Dion will never, never in his life. I never ever see me act like this. How many points you averaging? Twenty three. Uh, Dion was averaging fifteen. Uh, <laughs> but he got hurt too. Got a long way to go. That's fine. Victor's the only guy on his team. What about your boy? What about your and, boy? And. What's your boy, Miles Turner? No. What do you mean, no? I thought he was better than uh, Andre Jones, right? Oh, I thought so too, but obviously he proved me wrong. So, so with that being said, any any other thing to go with? Okay. (laughs) But on my team, White Side, Goran Dragic. White Side, don't stop touching White Side. Stop saying that. Stop saying that. He gets his points off a rebound. He doesn't play. He gets his points off a rebound. He doesn't play. If he can't play in playoff games, they feed Drummond. They feed White Side. No. White side don't run up the if court. If White side can't he play a playoff game, space. what what good is he? On that note, what good on, is he? on that note, guys. On that note, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Yuppie New World podcast listeners. Uh, y'all have a great week. Hope this gets you through the week. Gives you some topics to talk about amongst you and your peer group. Um, again, please hit us up if y'all want to be on the podcast or have any topics y'all want us to discuss, and we'll make sure it be in attendance. Of course, of course. Love, peace, and soul. Yep, you know signing off. Are you riding? Say you never ever leave from beside me. Cause I want you and I need you. And I'm down for you always. KB, do you love me? Are you riding? Say you never ever leave from beside me. Cause I want you and I need you. And I'm down for you always. But the new me is really still the real me. I swear you gotta feel me before they try and kill me. They gotta make some choices. They running out of options. Cause I've been going on.